Hey everybody, welcome back to Feedback Loop. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Joey. <laughs> and I almost forgot how we do the introduction to the show. Oh my god. But I did it. I, I guess just letting letting the body take over, you know, autopilot. We've been doing this for a while. So it all, it all worked out. This week, we listened to Baby Metal's first album, self-titled Baby Metal. Because I didn't know where to go after last week, <laughs> and neither does this album, in my opinion. Yeah, but it's it's I I really enjoy this album. It is a super entertaining album, but uh, we'll get to that. the The whys of of what I've just said, <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're we're just gonna fucking fucking get right into it. I guess unless you have any other comments. No, just uh, the first track's called "Baby Metal Death." expert segues i i wanted to this is gonna be a hard one to segue through. yeah like i wanted to start it off with low expectations yes yeah. neither of us speak japanese and there's there's some we can't for yourself that. i'm fluent are you are you really japanese do this whole whole discussion in japanese then no <laughs> track number one baby metal death how how did this land with you okay i didn't know what to expect I've only seen like minor clips of baby metal. Like I, I know the the quote unquote gimmick and all like yeah. like I've I've just seen that like on like pitchforks top ten weirdest metal bands, like <laughs> yeah. stuff yeah. like that. Uh the, but, the, pu- the publicity of it. Yeah, exactly. But like and I kind of wasn't expecting like actual metal. Mm-hmm. And I was pleasantly surprised that it it's metal it like it's yeah. it's just death metal and yeah. like I, they start off with like a choral arrangement to build up like the epic suspense like you'd hear in like a melodic death metal type deal mm-hmm. and then it just kicks you right in the fucking gut with these heavy septuplet <laughs> chugs and it totally reminds me of like death clock at the beginning but yeah. and <laughs> that's that's a like you're gonna hear that at least two more times Sweet. but I fucking love Death Clock, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we're both, uh, go watch Metalocalypse. Yeah. There, there it is this week. It's Weekly week Metalocalypse. <laughs> Not a sponsor yet. Yeah, yeah. or ever, probably. <laughs> ever. <laughs> uh, but I don't know if the drum is, like, if it's a track or, like, a machine or something mm-hmm. or an actual person, but I totally dig the drums. Like, the speed, the ferocity of it, it's yeah. great. And the riffage, man. Man, there's, there's a lot of riffage. There is a shit ton of riffage, and it's something that I take for granted because of just listening to so much metal and yeah. now not listening to any. It's like, I don't know. There's They're very distinct, I guess. Like, a lot of the riffs, the melodies, and everything got stuck in my head. They make catchy metal. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like, I, I think Wikipedia calls it like, the, the Japanese idol and death metal fusion kind of genre thing, which they kind of created this, this weird genre that is called kawaii metal at this point where it's mm-hmm. kind of balancing the kind of popular sweet girl vocals with death metal music. It's similar in my mind to what Poppy did on her, uh, I disagree album. Yeah. That was one of the first albums we, we talked about. Uh, and I've, I've always kind of overlapped the, them stylistically. Obviously, there's a huge difference, like in a lot of aspects, but it's it's kind of the same ballpark for a lot of this. Obviously, this is also a bit heavier and less like 
industrial in ways but yeah like, like you said it's 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 got a lot of energy it's got a lot of chugging guitars and stuff and this it's it's a fun little intro track called baby metal death the band is baby metal so it's kind of just like hey this, this is us and this is what we do this is what we are uh as far as the drums go i'm pretty sure it's a live drummer for most of it they do use drum machines throughout the album but uh, I think for most of the metal stuff, they have actual drummers. The The band itself doesn't really exist. The band Baby Metal, I guess, to back up outside of just the, the song and album. Baby Metal's three sisters. It's Sue Metal, Noah Metal, and Yui Metal uh, are their stage names or whatever. Uh, and then they have a, I'm assuming, rotating roster for their backing band, who's just yeah. like all session guys, essentially for the actual band. So I'm pretty sure that they use real drums, but the drummer isn't consistent probably. And a lot of the other musicians might not be as well. Well, you know, props to drummer guy, then whoever you are drum man, I I tried to look up like a list and there was just so many people that worked on this (laughs) fucking album and all of their names ended in metal. It was like the, it followed like the the Sue metal, but and I was like, even the session musicians yeah. get, get the metal moniker. <laughs> they, like that's, they get that's cool, cool ass nicknames because it's it's baby metal. But yeah, it, it's it's a cool intro track to the band. I mean, even lyrically, it's it's pretty light on actual lyrical content in this, mm-hmm. which I mean, kind of hit and miss throughout this whole album, I think. But uh, I learned while doing research that this song is just kind of a pun on the Japanese sounds for death and desu, which basically they're saying baby metal death and like sue metal death but they're just introducing themselves as well saying like hey i'm, I'm sue metal and hey i'm i'm Moa metal and we're we're baby metal but it's kind of just a fun like play on the sounds of japanese words which happens a couple times throughout the album yeah it does i was actually surprised by one of them because i actually got it even though i don't speak japanese oh yeah. which one is that are you gonna are you gonna mention it later I'll mention it, but I can tell you what, it's not track number two, Megatsune. <laughs> Expertly segued. Uh, the, the English trans- translation for Megatsune is fox, or female foxes specifically. See, I knew like the Sune part had something to do with like a fox or like a a uh, fox-like creature. Yeah, because kit- Kitsune's a big, Kitsune is yeah. a big thing. And, it's and like, they say... They say that a ton. Like yeah. I get that if they, if they say that in here, I'm like, oh, that that means fox, right? So I, I, I think if I remember correctly, Megatsune is just like the female variant of it. Well, pretty cool. This one it gets right into the metal, and they have like some super cool Eastern string. I don't know what it's called. Yeah, I, like I. I originally was going to write down Shamison, but I know that's not right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I wrote Eastern string Shamison type instrument. <laughs> I like, I know it's not right, but that's all I fucking know. Yeah. And I couldn't like it. This is where I started looking on like Wikipedia and like stuff, trying to find people who worked on the album. Cause I was like, can right. somebody tell me what this instrument is? <laughs> Cause I don't know. Like, I mean, you hear it and you're like, yeah, that sounds japanese like yeah it's a cool sound but this one it like brings in it's i feel like it starts bringing in the electronic elements into it to add like a cooler kind of a power death metal type feel or like not industrial but right i absolutely love that kind of aesthetic musically like i mean static x is 
I, I yeah. don't know if I'd say they're they're one of my favorite bands, but they do that same sound very well, and I really love a lot of Static Static X's music. Uh, so very very big hit for me having this kind of balance of like the death metal and bringing in a lot of like synth melodies and stuff to kind of ride along with the chugging guitars, and it just it it flows really great. Yeah, it does, and I actually think that a clip of this song is like what I've heard by them before in those list videos or whatever. Yeah. I, I, I think this is one of the, if not their big, like lead single for this album. Uh, I, I don't know how like singles work internationally, <laughs> I suppose. So I, I don't know if it was like a, a big single over here only, or if it was a Japanese single or, or what the situation is. But I, I think I, I read somewhere that this is one of the, the lead singles. So it makes sense that you've seen it. Also, <clears throat> there's this crazy like breakdown <laughs> in this uh song it's like some fucking pig squealing okay. and stuff. it's just it's nasty heavy and then like sue metal comes in sue metal is most of the vocals on the album she's the oldest of the three and she does a lot of the, most of the music and the, and the singing i think and the album but yeah it's it's a nice like counter of like pig squealing whining noises and sue metal just kind of distantly in the background kind of singing melodies so I'm assuming it is not the Yui metal, Sue metal, and Mo metal at all doing the growls or the the death metal like vocals. That's yeah, I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. That was always my impression too. But today, in my research, I kind of I, I think it was on Wikipedia, so it might not be true, and it may have just been a misunderstanding from what I was reading, but what I read implied that it's actually Yui metal that's doing some of the like screaming. I don't know how much of the screaming or the growling and stuff is her. It, there's no way it's this like yeah. 13 year old Japanese girl doing this. Right. I mean, like, I don't, I know it's not really a comparison, but like, I, for, I don't know her, her name, but the lead singer for ginger, like, yeah. Tatiana shoemaker, Schumacher she can do some crazy shit oh, for that... sure but she's also a fully grown woman and not a 12 year old yeah. japanese schoolgirl. <laughs> but like i don't maybe like that was like i don't know like she trained for a shit ton of time or something like yeah. it's it, like that that to me didn't seem possible so yeah it doesn't seem likely yeah so like this least. having heard ginger i'm like i don't know anything's fucking possible dude <laughs> like yeah it could be i don't think it is i'm pretty sure they they have other guys doing a lot of the the growling on this album which is there's a fair amount of growling throughout yeah. a lot of the album um so props to you yui if it is you i don't know but i feel like it's it can't be yeah like there's no like there's there's no way it could be like a preteen child. Yeah, because at this time, like, I'm pretty sure Sue Metal, who's the oldest one, was like 16, 15 years old. I mean, there's yeah. a song on the on the album talking about uh, being, I think 15. It's being 15. Yeah. But I think maybe when the album released, it was it was a little different. But but still, if Sue Metal was like 15, 16, Yui and Moa, I think, are a few years behind her. So like, yeah, like early teen, preteen girl doing this kind of shit. It's it's possible. But it doesn't seem likely to me. Yeah. But, you know, who knows? Like, maybe we'll find out one day. Maybe we'll get to meet them. But by the time, they'll be like <laughs> fucking 30 and we'll be yeah. 
40 or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't really know their relative age to us either. But uh, lyrically, I kind of like really like the song. I, I I never looked in the lyrics surprise for this album beforehand. But uh, I, I feel like this is a good introduction to them as people. Whereas mm-hmm. like Baby Mama Death was a pretty good musical intro to the album. Granted, it didn't have some of the electro elements that are scattered throughout. But uh, this this one seems like kind of talking shit about the traditional role of women in Japan and in society in general and stuff and how they're viewed as like actresses or foxes that are just like clever and, and always hiding their true intentions and kind of things to I to appear idealized. But she's also saying like, no, fuck that. We're going to do what we want. We're going to be badass rock and roll metal <laughs> chicks and you shouldn't take us for granted kind of a thing and to, to accent that i really like towards the the end of the song i think before the the last chorus the the music drops out and they do this a couple times throughout the album but, but like the music drops out and it's just the vocals and she says something in japanese that that is based that's translated as saying that like women shouldn't be un- underestimated and then it goes into the final chorus and it's just like it's a fun little musical flair and to accent that, like, don't fucking underestimate me just because I'm a woman kind of a thing. And I'm fucking 16 singing badass yeah. metal. <laughs> Which is insane. Like, fucking 12 years ago, I would not be doing that. I obviously wasn't doing that. And to, to think that there are girls in, in Japan that are doing that just makes me feel a little bit bad about myself. But it's awesome. 12 years ago, I was... uh listening to death clock in a back room in my basement trying to like do the death growl type like nathan explosion type stuff and i remember my dad walking in and being like what the fuck are you doing (laughs) like he just saw his son with headphones in so he doesn't hear the music yeah just going (laughs) (laughs) i love that that's a great great image in my mind oh my god it was it was so i got a little bit of a different i mean it's still in the same general ballpark yeah but like, I, I guess as a side note like all of the vocal well most of the vocals are in japanese so we're looking at translated lyrics and kind of even from the translated lyrics we're kind of having to piece together things and in uh, so many things get lost in translation yeah, especially sure. between like japanese and english i feel like there's so much like twists of phrase and stuff there right. that like idioms and stuff that don't yeah. really translate I kind of got that like the Fox comparison to women was not necessarily that uh, I guess people viewed them as like hiding their true intentions or like, but that they were forced to hide who they really were due to the like outward, I guess, standards of society. So they had right. to kind of keep like they're in their, they're in a, they're in baby metal. They're out there doing like rocking their shit, but like most they're the ones saying like, no, we shouldn't have to hide behind a disguise or something. We shouldn't have to be sneak around like a fox and yeah. be be clever or whatever. Like hide our true hide who we are. I guess. Yeah, I can see that. the The fox motif is something that I think it's big in Japanese culture in general, but it pops up a couple times throughout this album. So like that, that it totally makes sense. I think. But I don't know. Uh, all I know is I want chocolate. So, uh, Jeremy, give me chocolate, man. <laughs> no, I will give you my thoughts on track number three. Give me chocolate. <laughs> this fucking man, song, okay, dude. Okay, before before we even go into this, I, I feel like I, I wrote in my notes, before even listening to the song for for the sake of this podcast, I have a love-hate relationship with the song. Oh. 
I feel like, and this is totally just my perspective and I could be completely wrong. I feel like this was like the big single mm-hmm. that everyone that like hears about baby metal hears. And like, this is what they think like, Oh, baby metal. They're that gimme chocolate band. They, they sing, they're a bunch of quirky Japanese schoolgirls singing about chocolate. And I feel like that's unfair yeah because this album's wild for one and yeah. it's, it's and they're the progression throughout their discography paints a, an entirely different picture and even on this album like it's it's more than that but i feel like this is kind of like oh oh this is it's baby metal's gimmick they're the gimme chocolate band that's that's okay and especially it doesn't help i guess that like i have it on rock band and every time we play rock band i, I have rock band parties at my house every now and then less so since the pandemic but we're getting back in there but uh it, it seems to come up fairly often with someone like singing it as a gag kind of yeah. thing but like i don't know it, i'm offended for them at the, at the the perception that i have that other people have for this song i guess i i could see that considering like i don't know before i try to be open and everything yeah. and before listening to them my only knowledge of them was the gimmick what like whatever like yeah. that's that's all i knew them as and so i mean i could see this from the outside looking in and my thoughts definitely changed a lot as this album went on like mm-hmm. i mean they were pretty much shattered immediately whenever i heard the it's music actually metal yeah yeah but this song taking out from it potentially reinforcing that they're just a gimmick band instead of a real band yeah i fucking love the act like the actual song of this song yeah and the opening guitar part i was getting very death clock vibes specifically hatred copter like yeah the, <laughs> like it just it Pol- hit me polymeters yeah yes but oh my god like i couldn't like so it starts it's heavy it's great it's got this nice death clock feel that i'm digging and then the fucking chorus hits (laughs) and i was not expecting it at all like the the catchiness of this fucking chorus it is in my head right now and it has not left since i heard it the first time an extremely catchy song and that's (laughs) maybe maybe that's why (laughs) i think i think that might be why i have such like sour reaction to the song is because like it, it is super fucking catchy and it is something that would be stuck in people's head and and that the height of this chorus being that catchy i feel like might lead someone to believe that's like oh it's just a gimmick and it's it's like they should they're not like they're not a serious band granted this album is not serious this album yeah is kind of a joke i suppose in in many ways but not in like I don't, it doesn't take itself seriously, I suppose, yeah. is the best way. It's a very lighthearted, like, they're just playing around, they're having fun kind of a thing. It's not supposed to be taken as, like, a super serious death metal album. Yeah, kind of and, I mean, I feel like a lot of it is, I mean, I'm sure they didn't write all of the lyrics mm-hmm. in, that ended up on the final cut of right. the album. I'm sure they had people writing, like, maybe they were, like, I want to write a song about this and handed in some lyrics that they wrote and people like extrapolated on that for sure. But I mean, it's, it holds true to songs, some songs that would be like this one, give me chocolate. It's just, I mean, they're fucking 12, whatever, 14, 16, whatever. Yeah. 
uh, you're you're a kid. You're writing like <laughs> exactly. I'm like fucking chocolate, dude. Like dude, I'm gonna write a sick, I'm gonna write a sick ass song <laughs> with an awesome vocody baba solo in in the middle yeah. that just blows people's minds. And it's gonna be about wanting chocolate. It's gonna because, be catchy as hell. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not only about wanting chocolate. I don't think. I think it also like plays. And this is where I think that there's people like ghostwriting something like yeah like i'm sure they feel these issues but like i feel like at its core it was originally a song about wanting chocolate and it also has the kind of layer a deeper layer of like speaking to women who feel they need to deeply scrutinize everything that they eat or put in their body due to societal beauty and weight standards like they're saying i just want i just want this this sweet thing i just want it but but I can't Maybe. have it because yeah, I'll be I fat. Can... And if I'm fat, then I'm not attractive. And if yeah. I'm not attractive, then I'll not find a husband. And then if I don't have a husband, then what am I? A spinster with a, a spinster. bunch of cats, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm torn on this album, even like reading the lyrics that like half of me wants to say, no, it's just a fun album about like it, it, take it as it is on the surface level. And that's that. And it's okay. It doesn't have to be a serious album. It doesn't have to have any like societal implications, but there are definitely parts throughout this album that it it feels like there is more to it. So it's, it's kind of, I think you're probably right on the having like a writing team or having people that are editing it to make it something more deep than maybe initially anticipated. And I I don't know, make, make of the lyrics what you want. It can be as deep as you want. I, I feel like, some of the lyrics might be stretched thin. Even I, at points in my notes, I think started like explicitly saying like, this might be a stretch or this, this could be like me reading too much into it kind of a thing. But the fact that I was able to read that much into it kind of implies that there is something to it. I don't know. I go back and forth because it is on the surface, a very like just fun, happy album about random shit that teenage girls are going through and experiencing and and wanting and stuff so but i mean metal doesn't have that so new perspectives it's true it's true and clearly it's working like it's it's super catchy and they're a fucking huge band they have three albums now and their stage production is fucking insane yeah i've seen really cool I've seen like pictures and shit of some of their concerts and it's yeah. insanity. It is really like, cool. And they have like, they fucking like tell stories. Like they have like a storyline going on through all of their like live shows. Like each of their tours continues the story from the last tour kind of a thing. And it's, it's, it's insane. The amount of production that they have going on outside of the music itself. <laughs> but, uh, track number four <laughs> line is, is, is it's Il, Ilne. Oh, Inye. Ine. I don't. I don't know how it's actually pronounced. It's I L N E. Oh, not L I N E. Are you sure? I think. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure, because the second letter is capitalized. Not on the spreadsheet that we're looking at that has the lyrics, but it's um, a capital. Spotify. Maybe? Spotify has line. I was gonna make a. But it's a capital about... I. It's not an L. I don't think. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. Because Spotify has okay. line. Well, and I was going to make a great segue about me forgetting something, and I was going to ask you like an actor. Line! I'm pretty sure it's I-I-N-A, because it, it means so good Well, in, in um, English, is the English translation. Baby metal, if you're listening. Ine. Ine. <laughs> so maybe it's not I-L, it's just I-I-N-E. It's Ine. And, and Spotify, I mean, Spotify is probably wrong, honestly. Like, 
I mean, a lowercase l, capital I. It doesn't well, matter. Well, it's, it's an uppercase L, it followed by a lowercase oh, I really? on Spotify. Spotify. Yeah. Well, it's definitely not that in anything else that I've seen. Well, fuck so. you, Spotify. You so. stupid asshole. I don't know, man. Anyways, track number four. We'll call it so good, because that's what I've seen that the translation is for it. Uh, it kinda, this one, like, it hits hard on the DVR vibes for me. Yeah. Like, it, it keeps the chuggy guitars... But there's a lot more electro to it. There's a lot more of that kind of Eastern, like, electronic dance music kind of thing going, which is fucking great. Mm-hmm. I, I would definitely believe it if someone, like, played this for me before I had heard the album. I was like, yeah, this was this is from a DVR cabinet that I was playing in the fucking arcade or something. But it, it's it's fucking insane. It's it's a lot a lot of, like, hyper dance pop stuff. And then there's this weird, like, Western <laughs> pop club trap yeah breakdown thing in the middle with big 808s and synths and it just it catches you so fucking off guard and that's what i love about this album it's so like entertaining even if you don't take it as a serious death metal album there's a lot of shit like this in it where it just changes genres briefly and catches you completely off guard just for the fun of it like they're they're clearly just doing it to fuck with people and they do it well and it just it comes out of the blue and they're, they're having this little like rap section in the middle of this heavy metal breakdown. And then there's a fucking drop immediately after yeah. it that is just so fucking heavy. And it's just, it's beautiful. Just the arrangement of the song. I love it. Yeah. This is where it really like, I just couldn't pin this album down. Yes. Yeah. Like, like it, it got the DDR vibes. So like, it just felt like a mashup of like a two thousands, like Euro dance song with death metal with like a literal child just talking like yeah because <laughs> I'm I, whoever's the youngest i think they got some some lyric time on this one yeah and there it's it sounds like it could be an anime intro but then there's like the fucking trap vibe that comes out of nowhere and like <laughs> it just it is not what i was expecting and it's better than i was expecting yeah it's 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 wild and that's that's really that's why I picked this album or why this album was on the list to begin with is because like I don't know this album is for me I will always say that this is a very entertaining album even if I wouldn't call it like a quote unquote good album mm-hmm. and I say that with the best of intent because their later albums do become quote unquote good albums <laughs> in their in their own right but this is just a very like fun like I don't know it, it's it's a not not a joke as in it's bad music but they they do a lot of like weird shit just to fuck with the audience and it works and i i enjoy being caught off guard like that and and in something that is already so like interesting to me having a lot of like death metal and electro and stuff and then it comes in and it's just like no we're trapped now and then it goes right back with this heavy ass fucking drop i just (laughs) i don't know it i love being knocked around by this album i think yeah i mean personally and this isn't true of like a lot of the metal i currently listen to but if i try to go back and listen to like older metal that i used to find really cool and interesting it gets boring because it's very one note yeah and not saying that every album has to be just fucking nuts off the wall changing genres mid-song like this is but it's night it's a it's a breath of fresh air to have variety like I, I it to have genres in an album as a texture that fit and work with whatever they're trying to go to, not just chugging along mm-hmm. in one genre because like that's the genre that we are, right. I guess. 
yeah and granted again they have a huge production team i i don't want to give too much or too little credit to the three girls themselves but baby metal as a team i suppose yeah. they they've they're, they're definitely blending a lot of genres and, and kind of having fun with it which is what, what music's about man making music should be fun yeah and listening to music should be fun and listening to this album is definitely fun you know what wasn't fun uh finding out that genius did not have japanese translations for this <laughs> song and then having to like i i did google translate to the japanese lyrics that were on genius and mm-hmm. they it's made, <laughs> they made absolutely no sense luckily yeah. uh the fans are strong for this band because of course it's a fucking j-pop <laughs> metal band like yeah. there's gonna be strong fans they uh they did their best job to translate all the all the lyrics and after reading that i think it's about like escaping reality into kind of the nightlife or going out and Going out on the town, doing fun stuff, going to like the arcades and shit. I don't know. Yeah. Like that's kind of what I got about it. Like getting getting out of your head, out of your normal life, and going out to have yeah, have man. fun. You're like a 15 year old girl Friday night, going out and hanging out with your friends. Just it's Friday nothing. night. <laughs> yeah, it's a party here on the west side. <laughs> Whatever that song says. But yeah, I, I agree. I think it's just kind of like a casual, like just going out and having fun. Maybe going to a metal concert and, and moshing your heart out. You know, because there, there's like a weird metal breakdown and and everything, and it just it feels very much like they they would be at like a concert or something. Also, side note, according to the fan translation that we were looking at, uh, during that breakdown, she says to put your fox sign up, and the guy that growls after it comes in, he says it's not a sign of the horns, but a fox sign. So I'm wondering if they mean like the devil horns, like putting up your horns like at a metal concert kind of a thing, and they're trying to say like no, like don't do that, but make a fox sign which i'm assuming is something similar maybe like pinching your fingers instead of like talking over something that's what, i'm trying to make a fox with my hands while still doing like the horns right now <laughs> yeah and i can't yeah you, you get some weird goat looking thing maybe yeah I, I don't know i don't know what they're trying to say but last i heard the origin of the devil horns was around james dio's grandmother yep and it was not a fox it was, <laughs> it was not a fox not intended as a fox and it was more like i think because I remember hearing the video of like him describing it, and it was like you're supposed to like put your hands out with the horns and like look between your fingers and like visualize like Do, doing the the Dio thing. Yeah. <laughs> God, Dio, man. Rest in peace, man. Yeah. Next track song. Five. Yeah, track five. <laughs> Ak- Akatsuki. <laughs> Akatsuki, which means crimson moon or red moon or something like that. Some some dark thing. This one starts with some very vibey ass, clean, echoey guitar. Instead of the chugging metal that we're kind of used to, a piano comes in and Sue's vocals come in and it feels very anime, which obviously is kind of a blanket statement that can be applied to this because (laughs) we're Americans listening to Japanese power metal stuff. But it does, it feels very much like an anime intro kind of a thing. And as she finishes the first verse, then the guitars come in and it's just like this epic power metal ballad kind of thing going on the pianos the synths the guitars everything just kind of runs wild in these big sweeping sections uh and then the guitars and the verses sound cool as shit there's a dual guitar solo that comes in there are a lot of solos on this album a shit ton and they're all so cool yeah it's a lot of they're clearly just like having fun with it and i think they have layers of guitars soloing over each other and stuff so it's kind of this, this this dual kind of thing going on uh overall this one feels a lot more like melodic than prior tracks and it focuses less on the the heavy chugging and more on just the kind of the wild melodies 
I'm going to go ahead and put this out there. Just a disclaimer. I have almost no experience watching anime. So uh, yeah, just know really. just know that whenever <laughs> I compare any any of this to anime music, I have no fucking idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, I've watched Cowboy Bebop and Dragon Ball Z, and that's about it. I think I watched Sailor Moon when I was younger. Oh, that's true. I did. I did also watch Sailor Moon when I was younger, but I don't remember anything about that show. And Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh, but Yu-Gi-Oh almost doesn't count because <laughs> of the like the censorship and the American bullshit that got put into it whenever whenever it got brought over here. Sounds I never like, watched. It sounds like you have a soapbox to stand on for that. I do. Like, what the fuck was up with all of the <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh card censorship and the the Shadow Realm wasn't even a fucking thing. People just died, and American like translators were like no kids can't see people die we gotta send them to the fucking shadow realm what and and the finger guns there were real guns in the japanese version but they just did finger guns because they're like kids can't see guns even though cowboys is like the thing that kids like to play (laughs) i I don't know i'm so i've I've not seen Yu-Gi-Oh or or the pokemon anime and i'm i'm out of the loop on all that so yeah got censored more than it got censored more than Pokemon. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> back to this this album. Uh, yeah, it's it's just cool cool mel- melodic metal stuff. It, it it's it's good. It's cool shit. Lyrically, it this one to me came off as like a, a kind of poetic song about heartbreak. Mm-hmm. And she uses a lot of like poetic imagery, I think, to describe things. Or maybe it's just the weird translations from Japanese to, to English or whatever, but she like talks about like two damaged blades that are loneliness and uneasiness standing face to face and slashing at our hearts. And she's just kind of like talking about like feeling alone and feeling like she's not in love or that she should be in love or something. But until she dies, she's not going to give up. She's good. She's going to keep on like trying to find love or trying to love others until she finds the one maybe. That's a very good, uh, good message, you know. Keep fighting for love, you know. As a, it's a very anime message, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't want to say it, but also like, I don't know. This is one song where I was like reading the lyrics, the, like the translation, and I could see a sixteen-year-old writing yeah. a poem like this after like maybe get, like falling out of love or something with whoever they're currently seeing, whoever they're courting at the moment. And being like, right, like, I don't know, I feel like I could open up a 16 year old's journal and find a poem that is kind of like this. But uh, yeah. this song, it reminded me of like some crazy symphonic metal with all of the heavy guitar and synths, like mm-hmm. Dream Theater or something, which yeah. I like this a lot more than I like Dream Theater. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of Dream Shots Theater. Fired. But, uh, <laughs> but, the, uh, baby metal does dream theater better than dream theater does. <laughs> I don't disagree. I'm not a big fan of dream theater either, but that's a hot, it's a hot take to put out on the internet. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. <laughs> we are nothing if not hot takes though. Yeah. And also we're moving on to track six before <laughs> pitchforks start flying through my window. Man, I'm, I'm trying to like give you air in case you, you want to segue into things, but it's just not happening. Doki Doki oh. morning. So Doki, like the only thing I know that of Doki Doki is like Doki Doki Panic, the game, or Doki Doki Literature Club. And I don't like, uh, maybe if I'm playing one of those games in the morning, it's a Doki Doki morning. But there's also a star, 
in between Tokyo. Yeah, it's a it's a thematic store too because <laughs> this one there's also a track later in the album called Uki Uki Midnight that also has to start, but the start is filled in on that one. Whereas Doki Doki Morning, it's not, which is obviously supposed to be like it's it's the sun, like it's early in the day because it's the morning, and then at midnight it's filled in, like it's dark, like it's it's the moon, and it's I, I don't know. It's interesting from like a stylistic choice standpoint to put a star that is that is not filled on your track title in text and then the the star later is is filled in text but uh it makes a pain in the ass to type it yeah i didn't type it i just typed parentheses star so (laughs) (laughs) well i googled it and i copied and pasted it from somewhere that had it so so i do have a star but yeah doki doki morning it it starts with some very like poppy synth and like vocoded singing for for the the intro kind of thing and then the metal guitars just break it all and kick into the typical like baby metal sound that we've come to know at this point there's less guitar work that goes on during a lot of the vocal sections in this one that kind of pulls focus to the vocals that i kind of enjoy uh the chorus for this one also super fucking catchy and poppy with girls just going ding 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 like it's it's just like it's very much like j-pop pop idol kind of stuff and it's catchy as hell and i love it there's also this like breakdown kind of thing that happens they like to do these weird like musical breaks throughout this album and this one it has like this kind of distorted choppy vocals of them singing the chorus over just the drum machine before the final chorus it's just cool like little little way to to distance yourself before the big final push yeah like i definitely appreciate the different flavors that they throw into each song just it's i don't know it's like i said earlier it's not the one note thing that right. you hear in a lot of uh a lot of lesser metal a which, lot of dream theater <laughs> <laughs> for real like that is the definition <laughs> everybody fucking out there saying that mike portnoy is a better drummer <laughs> dude somebody told me no uh, you know no okay we're not but gonna this, get into a dream yeah, theater drum fight <laughs> yeah because neil pert's better is neil peart i guess Peart. is how you pronounce it Rest that's in what peace. yeah for sure fucking greatest drummer and yeah. uh I'm just I'm just gonna leave that there and go back to this where earlier you had said something about like comparing this to uh Poppy yeah. and how it was less industrial. I agree. This song though, the synths in the background of the more metal sections mm-hmm. give it an industrial yeah, feel. Sure. And I like it. I like that throwing in there. I don't I'm not a huge fan of industrial, but I like just enough. To make me feel like they're guiding me through a factory, and then I'm I'm gonna quickly leave. But just that those few moments. But, but the... you also really like Hella. Well, you know Hella, they're different. <laughs> Zach Hill is also a better drummer than Mike Portnoy. So Ooh, that's a that's another just you're just poking fires today. I love it. <laughs> well, you know what? I've been the master of cold takes this entire. That's time. true. I've been like deli ham over here with my cold cuts, and now I'm just gonna fucking deli poke ham. the bear. What's your new name on the podcast? Is deli ham? That's it's gonna be once I'm done with Chagu's sideburns. That's gonna be my new Discord tag. <laughs> fucking Chagu's sideburns every time gets me. <laughs> Lyrically, Doki Doki Morning. This is one of them that I I kind of thought had a surface level, and then there might be a deeper level to it. On the surface, it just seems like it's kind of like waking up early because you got teenage girl shit to do and you don't have time to sleep in. So fucking get the fuck up and let's go have a, have a good ass day doing girl shit. 
but I feel like there might be more of like a, a music industry core to this song. Cause one of the verses uh, she sings says no makeup, no makeup. My glasses serve as hairpins. It's a funny face, but wait three seconds. I finished changing. It's super quick. Today's rap music will be that this, that which, which wait, watch what time is it now? And to me that, that seemed like it could be taken as a jab at like how quickly popular music is shifting how audiences are fickle and how difficult it is to keep up with trends and stay relevant. She doesn't even have time to really prepare for today's music because it, it changes and the day's already gone kind of a thing. See, I got that as well. And this was, yeah, this is definitely one where I feel like there's a surface level and then an under level. Mm-hmm. And part of the under level was to do with p- particularly kind of their part in the music industry as younger children where like the references to makeup, it seemed like we're being put forth as something that more grown women do, but they're kind of, they don't want it, but they're kind of having, they have to be done up or whatever for their concert. Like they have to kind of put on that face and, make the appearances and everything, which I don't know, maybe they're referencing makeup. Cause I mean, little girls like to put on makeup and mm-hmm. it's, I don't know. I guess it's fun. I've never put on makeup, but I'm sure it's fun. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I will. Maybe for our first video podcast, I'll we're get all fucking dolled up. Yeah. <laughs> we're both <laughs> going to be in pretty dresses. <laughs> Hell Dude, yeah. We're going to cosplay as two of the three girls in, in baby metal for our first better episode. St- better start growing my hair out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We'll just get you a wig. It'll be yeah, fine. It's probably better. My hair fucking froze out whenever I try to grow it long. <laughs> or, you know, if you can't afford a wig, just go beg your dad for it. Yeah. And also speak in Japanese because then it'd be <laughs> Onidari Daisakusen. Yeah. Is that? Is sure. that? Works for me, so I don't have to say it. <laughs> People who speak Japanese, how badly did I butcher that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, leave us a comment berating us for our, our translations and our, our readings of Japanese. Uh, but yeah, it means Operation Big Dad for it, which is kind of a funny funny name for thing. Uh, this is where I learned today that uh, there's a subset of baby metal that is Yui and Moa, so the younger two that don't get a lot of vocal time. They have their own band within the band called Black Baby Metal. Oh, what? That's what they're credited as. They're credited as Black Baby Metal for like doing the songwriting on songs that they do. Um, and this one, like, I, I really enjoy the music for this one. For one, it has more of like a new metal feel to it. Yeah. And Yui and Moa are kind of like rapping the lyrics, so it's kind of like this rap rock new metal thing, which obviously isn't super popular, but uh, <laughs> it's still super synthy and groovy. And musically, I think it might be one of my favorite tracks on the album and this is where i also kind of got into like i I called out black baby metal specifically because there's like some through line like some storyline that like yui and moa metal got kidnapped and transformed into rappers which is why this is kind of like a more rap sung song instead of the normal like sue metal like very powerful poppy vocal kind of things going on so it's it's just the younger two just kind of wrapping around and having fun, but there's like some lore to it that I, I didn't fully dive into. Do you think that's why it follows Doki Doki Morning? And there was the section about like the what's rap or something like. Yeah, I I, I, I kind of picked up on that. I wasn't really sure how it connected, but it there's definitely a potential for the it being like foreshadowing. In Doki Doki Morning, I'm like, hey, like rap music, it's coming up. Get ready for it, kind of a thing. 
but yeah it's just it's a fun song to kind of just yeah. like bob your head to and really feel the beat there's a build-up in it that has the the two girls going one for the money two for the yeah. money three for the money 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 which is funny yeah and then there's like this, this bouncy ass breakdown that comes right after it with some dj scratching and it just i don't know it feels wild and fun and it's it's just it's yui and moa having younger girl fun with the vocals and, and the music and stuff yeah the money part definitely got me as as a man who has uh as a daughter who is eventually going to be that age, I was yeah. like, it was, it just made me laugh because yeah. then I'll be like, I'm fucking poor. Like what you you can't, got, you're getting nothing out of me. You can't get anything out of me. You can't <laughs> get fucking blood from a stone. <laughs> exactly. Well, unless it's a bloodstone, but yeah, I guess that's true. Well, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah. yeah the song is operation Baghdad for it because the lyrics are about the girls swindling their father out of his money. And, and trying to get him to like give in and, and give them more shiny gifts and stuff. The alternate layer to this one may be a bit too deep. It, it seemed like maybe there, there's this mature subcontext of it about being about women with sugar daddies. And there's also some weird like teasing of like the Electra complex, which is the opposite of like an Oedipus complex where it, they mentioned that the girls want to marry their fathers kind of a thing as like hey like that that's how we get him we're just we're just gonna marry him someday and he's gonna keep fucking giving us stuff so i didn't really know where to go with it but it felt yeah. like there, there were some weird things which it again could just be lost in translation i assumed it had to have been but i don't know i don't like i mean people writing these songs are of a completely different culture yeah than what i live in so like yeah, it, it could just be that like you you kind of like I guess the American equivalent of it is that like you, you grow up to date your mother kind of a thing. Yeah. And, and that's not meaning literally dating your mother, but like but, you, you'll tend to find somebody that like resembles her because again, as like Carl Jung and, and like Freud would say, like you, you, you just, you want your, you want to be with your mom, but you can't. So you got the next best thing is some girl that resembles her or acts like her kind of a thing. Jokes on you, Carl Jung. I didn't do that. Or did you? And you're just I in know. denial. Maybe I am. Oh my god, I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to go look long and hard at my life. <laughs> yeah, go look long and hard at, at your your lady and and see how much she resembles your mother. This, yeah, I I don't know. Like I I the I read about the married their dad thing and was kind of just like I, I'm not gonna touch that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought about not touching it, but then I was like curious, and so I was reading the notes that they had about it, and I don't know. Maybe I just went too far. I don't think you did. But if we could just step it back about three songs, we'd be at song four. Then that <laughs> nice. definitely wouldn't be too far. <laughs> Fucking nailed it. Track number eight is four no Uta. Uta? It's, it's song four. Yeah. And track. not like, and it's track eight, unlike <laughs> Blur's song two, which is actually the second song on yeah. the album. I so. kind of wonder if this was like intended to be the fourth, or maybe it's the fourth there, because this is another Black Baby Metal song. This yeah. one was written by you and Moa. Uh, so I, I kind of wonder if this was like their fourth song, maybe writing together, or if it's just a song about the number four. It kind of is. But uh, also four has kind of a bigger context for Asian uh, cultures because yeah. it sounds like the, the word for death and a lot of like J- Chinese and other subcultures of, yeah, of it's, Asia. It's a lot of Asian countries. This is a song that I knew the correlation before I read the lyrics. Yeah. 
or at least like, I mean, I couldn't read the Japanese and be like, yes, I, I see what this <laughs> is saying. But like, I knew of this phenomenon. Right. Before. It's a very, pretty well known, at least yeah. over here. Because I'm smart. I know things. <laughs> they don't have fourth floors on some buildings, just like we don't have 13th floors on some buildings, which fucking blows. Why? Yeah. It's dumb. You still have a fourth Su- floor. Superstition, just, man. It's just called the fifth floor, or it's yeah, well, called the fourteenth. Yeah, floor. Yeah, but you don't have to say four. See, the Japanese will make sense because four. The yeah, word I, for four, or I guess not in Japan specifically, because yawn is the word in Japan. But in Chinese she. and other Asian, yeah, she, uh, which sounds like the word for death. So you don't want to be saying like, "Oh, take me to the death floor," kind of, <laughs> kind of a thing. But thirteen doesn't have. We don't have that. There's yeah. nothing that thirteen sounds like other than other numbers that end in teen, perhaps. It sounds kind of like thirty. If yeah, you say sure. it in a weird way. 30, 13, yeah, whatever. Like, Anyways, <laughs> pretty like, it's standard baby metal at this point. It's black baby metal, so it's got kind of the, the younger vocals to it. Uh, mostly unremarkable song on at this point in the except. album, except <laughs> the, the breakup slash change up in this one Hell brings yeah. in a fucking like reggae hook. <laughs> And it, it, they're just singing the they're singing yawn, which is Japanese for four. They're going four, 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 four. <laughs> and it's 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 weird as hell. And again, it's another one of those moments on this album that is like it's super entertaining. It just catches you off guard completely. It's not what you're expecting to hear, and then it just goes right back into the metal. And it does that several times. It's not yeah. like it just does it once too, like yeah. the other ones where it's like <laughs> there's the breakdown that's like the different. It's it keeps going back and forth like yeah. three times, I think. And I like it. I like reggae. I like metal. And, you know. This is neither reggae nor metal, but also both. Yeah, at the same time. I was, <laughs> I gotta say, I was not expecting almost anything that I heard on this yeah. album. Well, I'm and glad I like to it. hear that. It, it was intended to kind of kind of surprise you. But lyrically, it's pretty childish. I, I didn't get a lot of uh, another layer to this one it just seemed like yeah. a, a song about counting up numbers but hang they, they do hang around the number four and they they're related to all sorts of shit just kind of playing off that superstition of the avoidance of the number four in a lot of asian subcultures and stuff yeah there were a couple lines where it was like four is not like it doesn't mean to die or four doesn't mean what something yeah and it they means happiness kinda, it means joy it means yeah whatever. and but yeah other than that it does kind of seem like a counting song which, yeah, which yeah, I mean, on. again, they're young. I, I, I don't know if I could justify an American twelve-year-old writing a song that's counting because it seems way more infantile to me. But maybe I'm, I just I don't have a kid, so I don't know. Uh, maybe I've lost perspective. I mean, I gotta say, like, that's something my daughter. Would, she's five, but like, she's I don't five know. fucking years old. That's insane, uh, dude. It is insane. <laughs> like, god damn. I don't know if I'm old or, I mean, I'm not, I know I'm not old. There's plenty of fucking people who are in their late thirties with five year olds, but yeah, it's just wild. Anyways. Yeah. That's, that's that song. And the next song (laughs) is the one with the filled in star. Ookie, ookie midnight. Hell yeah. Ookie, ookie. Is that how you say it? Because I I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm just like saying the name of a villain in a crash bandicoot game. (laughs) Yeah. Aku Aku. There's Aku Aku and Uka Uka. Uka Uka. Uki, Uki, Which Uki, one of them's the good? I think Aku Aku is the good one and Uka Uka is the bad one. Fuck if I. Ubriga. I don't, I <laughs> nice. don't know, man. 
That was perfect. <laughs> this one, dude, is a fucking dubstep song. Yeah, pretty, pretty wild. And during that dubstep break that they do, it it has the melody for "Twinkle Twinkle Little Star" playing, and it's just like it's weird, it's funny, and it's just like, well, this is baby metal, I guess, at this point. Because I mean, it does it does still have some like metal aspects to it. It's not just a dubstep song. It's a baby metal song that has a dubstep drop in. Yeah. It. And there's a lot more of the, there's a lot less of the standard like metal music in this one, but it's still, there's still elements of it there. Uh, and then again, the last, before the last chorus, they kind of do like a stripped down, like build up for the chorus, but they do it well. So I'm not really complaining. Yeah. I'm not complaining either because it took me right back to 2008 whenever they hit that drop. Yeah. It's <laughs> very, it's very like early trendy American dubstep. Which I mean, like, this album came out in Japan in 2014, but I, it sounds like it was in production for at least like a year and a half before that. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's it's semi of the times then. I think <laughs> Skrillex was still throwing out Bangarang around like t- 2011 or something. When so. did Recess come out? Because I feel like Recess was like 2013-ish, right? It might have been. I thought I was in high school, but I... Recess was 2014. Oh, so shit. released the same year. And Recess was, I, I feel like by that point, Skrillex was not doing yeah. that kind of dubstep. Yeah, I don't think he was. I think gonna, the last one was S- Scary Monsters and Nice Sprite. Was yeah. that, is that what it was called? Yeah, that sounds yeah. right. I, don't know. I never really got into to Skrillex, to be honest, which is weird because uh, anybody who knows me, I'm, I am a dubstep fan. I do listen to a lot of dubstep music, but not that kind of dubstep. Oh, come on. Not the big dub. I, I don't know. It's just, it's just like that whole era. Like, it's kind of like me and like specifically not liking nineties R and B pop music. Yeah. The kind of, kind of a similar thing going on with like early, like 2010s dubstep kind of a thing. I mean, it was essentially just the whole song you're waiting for the drop is yeah. kind of, and once you heard one, it was kind of like, okay. Especially when, with Skrillex. And this yeah. is my complaint. I'm, I'm stepping up on a soapbox now. Do it. We're so off track, but like, Fucking, especially in early Skrillex stuff, he had like three sounds and I get it. An artist needs to have some sort of signature, but I feel like every single one of his songs just used those three sounds and slightly changed from song to song. Like all of his drops, they all had that, that kind of like, <laughs> like that, that was his growly thing that he had. And then and the like, wham, wham, like yeah, that thing. Yeah, it was just, it was, it all sounded the fucking same to me. I was like, yeah, okay, I've, I've heard it. I don't need to keep hearing this over and over again. Stepping off my soapbox now. Good. I'm sure you just redeemed our show with all of the actual dubstep fans who are like, I've liked dubstep since it was <laughs> jungle beats in the nineties. <laughs> yeah, when it was when it was big in Britain, you know. <laughs> yeah, back whenever people were making it with tin pans behind the fucking <laughs> local. Or it just came off as super pretentious, but I already well, do that anyway sometimes, so fuck it. Well, pretentious people are smart, so you're smart, right? I don't know if that's necessarily... I think pretentious people want to be perceived as smart without actually being... I, I don't know. Uki Uki Midnight, it, this song kind of blends uh, Ine and Doki Doki Morning, and and it's it's like a song that's just about getting yourself pumped up after the sun goes down and having a great night partying at a club, maybe, with some friends and stuff, which very similar yeah. to the themes in those other songs. Hanging out, you know, just run around the town, like fucking yelling to your friends catch me if you can just run, <laughs> run. <laughs> yes that brings us to track number 10 
Catch Me If You Can. This is my favorite song on this album, I think. Ooh. I really, I, really love the song. I gotta break it to you. I also really, really like it. I don't know if it's my favorite, but this one, it's more punk influenced. Like, yeah. it's got like a really cool kind of skater punk that you'd hear on like a Tony Hawk soundtrack type feel, but like blended very well, I might add, with their like normal metal sound and i really like the chorus on this one yeah it's so fucking good because it like so the song like after the guitar like the punky kind of crunchy guitars come in it kind of almost hits like a slip like an early slipknot sound Mm because there's like this breakbeat drum loop that's going on and then the chorus goes like full like drum and bass like it's it's insanely energetic and it's super crisp and it's just it's fucking awesome i love the chorus the chorus is more like rock per se yeah. than than metal the vocals are clean and great and it just i don't know everything about the chorus and everything leading up to the chorus and everything following the chorus is just fucking great I, I, there's so much energy instilled in the song and i know i complain about that sometimes with albums just having too much energy so m- maybe it's like a di- well hell is a different thing but like, <laughs> like uh i think soil work maybe was one of them that i was complaining that it's just like yeah it feels like there's a whole lot of energy and I don't know what to do with it. This, I don't get that at all. And I don't know if it's just because there's like the electro elements that rationalize it in my mind a little bit more, because again, I do listen to a lot of dubstep and a lot of that stuff is also super energetic, but it's okay with me. So maybe yeah. there's just, just something I have against certain sounding metal or, or whatever that has too much energy. Yeah. I like, I kind of got that feeling about like symphonic metal. Yeah. Which, I mean, not to keep harping on Dream Theater, but like <laughs> stuff in that kind of general area, it something about the energy to it feels like... It feels too too epic, too, yeah, too much like, of a grand scale. It, yeah, like it should be epic, but you're kind of just like, it feels like the kind of epic that like a 16-year-old who's <laughs> inventing like a Lord of the Rings fan fiction yeah. in his head is like, to him, it's the most epic shit like he's up there with aragorn stabbing Sauron through the <laughs> face because frodo couldn't make it to mount doom in this version of his universe Hell and yeah. uh and you're just looking at a kid in a cape holding a stick and you're like ah, right like it should be cool but like, okay buddy <laughs> you you have fun with that buddy but this is not that this, this is, is not that. Th- this is the cool. This is the cool one. This is the cool and epic energy. <laughs> Lyrically, <laughs> I couldn't get much out of this one. It seemed pretty straightforward about being yeah. just like the fastest kid when you're playing tag and hide and seek and just Naruto running away from anyone who thinks they can touch you. <laughs> and they can't because you're fucking too, getting too fast. That, you're getting that jutsu power. That's that's Naruto, right? <laughs> I don't know. I've not seen any Naruto or paid any attention to it. I just know he does the run. The only thing I know about Naruto is the run, and there were the people that would like do the hand signal things. Yeah, they'd be like practicing that stuff. Did you practice that stuff? No, I had no fucking idea what was going on. <laughs> I remember I saw that I had a friend who was my dad's friend's kid, and he would come over sometimes, and we would like play and whatever. And then they moved away. I didn't see him for a couple of years, and. He came back and he was totally that guy all of a sudden <laughs> like he had like the headband and he was like we were trying to like play video games or whatever with him and he was just like practicing and shit and i was just like man this is, this is gonna be a hot take perhaps it's not gonna be a hot take those kids are weird okay 
I mean, I'm, I'm a weird kid in many ways, or I was a weird kid in many ways. That was not one of the ways that I was weird. And yeah. so to me, as a weird kid, to call that weird, that's got to mean something, right? Like, I agree with you, and like what you like, and do it wholeheartedly. Sure, absolutely. But, but there's, I feel like, and this is, maybe it's not cool of me to say this, but like, I feel like there's so many people who like, do that shit they're like naruto running down the hallway at school right and like doing the fucking hand signals acting like that's gonna give them the strength to take down this jock who's bullying it's like <laughs> you're just making yourself an easy target not yeah. saying you should be bullied for it or anything like that's totally not okay yeah but but it's like you see it and you're just like you're not doing yourself any favors man right yeah like, it's it's i mean it's it's just weird and again i've done a lot of weird shit like I, I was, I've definitely like play fought with somebody in public at some point. Yeah. Then just like had fun with it. Cause at that point you don't give a fuck. You're not like, you're not worrying about people judging you and more power to you. If you can do that shit without feeling weird, like again, Hell yeah. do it. But I just feel like it's a different kind of weird and it's yeah. not a weird that I'll ever understand. It's like a weeby weird, which fucking weebs. I don't, I don't know. Like, I mean, here we are talking about baby metal, so yeah. I don't. I don't, I mean, I don't fucking know, man. Who am I, honestly? Anime is cool now, Joey. We can't be hating on the weebs. Let's go. I'll go watch JoJo. Let's, let's not say we didn't wait for Stone Ocean to come out because that's a thing. Like I don't, I don't know. I'll pretend to know what that is. Yeah, totally. And maybe one day I'll watch Cowboy Bebop because people said it was good. It is good. I'll let you borrow the Blu-rays. But yeah. track number eleven, Akumo and Rondo. Rondo of Akuma. Nightmare. No, Rondo. Yeah. Nightmare Rondo. Rondo of Nightmare. This one's, uh, it's kind of got this like staticky, glitchy metal, metal core kind of riff at the intro. And then, then it unglitches and then it brings the, the heat really early in this track. It's kind of an interesting track because at least in the first section, it's hard to really nail down the beat. And the vocals feel like they're just kind of like layered on top and they're just sliding around on top of the music in, instead of being blended with the music until the chorus comes in. And then there's this like beautiful dark piano and then everything just kind of comes together at that point and throughout the rest of the song. There's a lot going on in this track that's not like very Western music, I guess. And it's kind of hard to explain it all, but it has a lot of like these operatic and, and theatrical sounding sections. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I definitely like there was electronic influence here but that was kind of the only framework other than the metal that I had to go off of. But I do feel like there's a focusedness of this one. Like it kind of stays in the general ballpark of itself Yeah, for most of it. And I feel like it benefits this song specifically, not only because I mean, it, it makes it seem like a more cohesive, serious song, I guess in, in an album of more like less serious songs, mm -hmm. not that it needs to be, Right. But it shows that they can do it. Like if there were people listening to the album who even even heard a lot of the jokier songs, I guess. I, joke, may, joke's not a great yeah, word, I guess. It's, it's what I've been using. So it's like slightly for it. <laughs> uh, kind of the the more variety driven songs. There we go. Sure. Uh, but they hear all those, and then they hear this one, and it, it proves that they can do either one. And they can do it well, I guess. Yeah, and they do in their their future albums. They had an album out last year, the year before last, called Metal Galaxy. And then they they've even gotten to the point where they're like they featured Tim Henson, Scott LePage. They what? featured uh, Alyssa White Glutes from Arch Enemy on vocals and stuff. And like 
their their new stuff is much more serious at least musically i haven't translated the lyrics so i'm sure there's still some of that like childhood wonder in there but like musically they've progressed so much from this album and their their third album metal galaxy is like it's it's very solid as a metal album well i like that i like polyphia so anything oh, with yeah. tim henson on it you know they've I'll got, they got to a it. lot of a lot of cool shit I think they also got the guy from one of the, I, I can't, I'm not going to, I'm not going to just throw out a band name. They have, they have a, a dude from one of those like Norwegian kind of Scandinavian, like metal bands that like John, John and Pierce, like kind of a oh thing. God. one of those fucking of those, Scandinavian. I, I can't get into that kind of stuff either. That like, what? Okay. That like, what like Sabaton or like, yeah, like Amon Sabaton. Okay. Cause like Amon Amarth, I'm, I'm on the fence with. I fucking love Amonamarth and I will fight you. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I, th- I think the vocals for Amonamarth, I can't really get in. At least last time I listened to him, I couldn't really get into it. Listen to the dragon's flight across the waves. It's, a, it's another side wreck we're going to do. Yeah. But remind me after this episode and we'll. I'll we'll just put it in the music discord. There you go. That'll work for me. Uh, and then you'll be an official. Oh, wait. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah I cut you yeah. off. We didn't we talk did. about lyrics, we but yeah, I, lyrics. I think the kind of operatic and theatrical kind of sound to the the nightmare rondo track it it fits and the fact that like you you called attention to it kind of staying within its own realm and not kind of having gag sections and it for lack of a better word it lyrically she's at least what i got is she feels like she's trapped in some sort of like recurring nightmare where like every night the sun sets and, and she just finds herself running from something some creature in the darkness that she'll never really see or or understand so it's kind of this dramatic like suspenseful music to go along with this kind of the cycle of being being chased by something yeah i don't know what rondo means but i got i think it's 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 like a musical term right for like a round oh like something like you start saying like someone starts singing and then you join in like a a measure later or something and it makes like a Okay. Kind of thing. I think I think that's what it is. What, isn't that like Google, a canon or something? I don't know. There's probably several terms. Music's weird like that. Music is weird Rondo like in music, an instrumental form characterized by the initial statement and subsequent restatement of a particular melody or section. From Britannica.com slash art slash Rondo. Well, I guess I'll believe Britannica. This one, <laughs> I didn't know if it was like a demon or something. Like, yeah, it definitely but, had that vibe. Yeah, like this song, it feels about being haunted in your dreams by evil forces. Which is a big thing in Japanese culture. Yeah, I didn't know if it was like Oni or something. Yeah, like they, have that's, a lot of, they have a lot of that shit, which is cool like, shit. I'm jealous. The Americans river monster. I mean, I guess yeah, like we, the, we have local legends like Mothman and stuff. but The Jersey Devil. Yeah, it's not nearly as cool, I think, as, as Japanese spirits and Onis and stuff. Yeah, we need we need history, but we don't have history because we've only been a country for like three hundred years or some yeah, shit. So we steal all of ours from other people. Yeah, and claim it as our own because we're fucking awful. <laughs> <laughs> Track number twelve is headbanger. I was gonna make a thing going back. I was gonna be we like starting to, and then yeah, started. we went back, and then I didn't know if we'd come back. It's it's, it's headbanger. Yeah, it's but with, fine. A, with a bunch of extra letters in yeah, it. Yeah, like there's five <laughs> e's, five r's, and five exclamation points, and it starts out. With a harpsichord, and Hell that's yeah. pretty cool. I like harpsichord. I like that sound. But it hits kind of into this more pop rock intro after the quick harpsichord to bring it in. I mean, it brings the harpsichord back, but but yeah. it, it, it 
this one it felt more poppy to me i guess yeah it definitely is there's especially the vocals feel a lot more prominent and i i like that because again I, I love pop vocals for some reason especially female pop vocals so i'm all about it um it, it does there's some interesting like through lines though even when the harpsichord's not playing and some of that like other early intro section stuff fades out some of the guitars actually mimic the melodies and stuff to kind of keep that that theming going through it even if it's not on the same instrument which i thought was kind of fun yeah i i i guess maybe i don't know maybe i'm tying too many things together but like they tie tours together with stories it seems like yeah potentially there was the doki doki morning tie through for the rap into black baby metal in mm-hmm. onadari daisakusen <laughs> and uh was that bad that i just did i don't know i wasn't making fun of the language i just literally cannot speak it and i'm making a joke about myself about that. <laughs> <laughs> i didn't I'm, think anything of it i did because i analyze everything that i do all the time yeah private or public and this is this is in that in between line of both because it is public but it's so if you're offended by joy leave us a comment and also maybe send us a a subpoena or something i don't know and also maybe like and subscribe and also maybe that because we'll give you some maybe less offensive stuff in the future (laughs) i don't know (laughs) but but they they seem to like to make through lines is the point i was getting like it seems like everything has its place yeah and it all works yeah like it all works together which i really like in albums I like I like stories. I like you I like sitting down, you telling me a tale, taking me to a different place that I have not been before. And you're you're the the kid with the stick pretending I am pretending to be Bilbo or whatever. Bilbo. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Bilbo, dude. Yeah. Bilbo Swaggins. Oh god, I wanna be Bilbo (laughs) Swaggins. I want to be so bad. I wanna be hundred and eleven, just fucking living it up. Well, he he was less than 111 at some point. He went on his own adventures and he he got sting, right? I mean, yeah, that's the Bilbo I was thinking of. I wasn't thinking of old man retired Bilbo. (laughs) Well, I just watched all the Lord of the Rings movies like a few days ago, so that's the fucking nerd. We started to watch The Hobbit, and then it was like these movies aren't as good. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I still like we 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 need to. God, yeah, okay. This. We're we're over time by a bit here, but lyrically, this one is the one we kind of teased earlier. She's sounds like she's just kind of celebrating her fifteenth birthday at a concert and rocking the fuck out. Also, there's maybe potential wordplay between the Japanese words for fifteen and strawberry. I didn't really look too what? far into it, but apparently the words uh, sound similar as well. So there may there may be some other layer there that i didn't have time to research because joy messaged me saying when he was ready to record before i had my notes finished because i procrastinated way too much and then i wasn't and then he wasn't <laughs> and we started later than expected but uh that's all i have to say about that track and you know what i have to say about that track no. it's followed by track number 13 <laughs> flawless absolutely <laughs> flawless that might be the best one we've had ever Hell in yeah. the history of the show it's it's logical it's sound and it, it worked it's almost like i was just moving on numerically and <laughs> stating that with no well, with no i'm absolutely not gonna bully you about it because that's the, the english translation is absolutely no bullying which is a good it's it's a very apt uh song i guess 
topic considering yeah, it would have been was... great if the song came after we were talking about making fun of naruto kids yeah so because uh say that that we shouldn't tolerate that kind of bullying but because i've been reflecting on what i said a few minutes ago <laughs> and it wasn't cool <laughs> just because you're acting like a fucking weeb doesn't mean you should get bullied <laughs> absolutely this one though uh this track track 13 the final track of the evening starts with some lovely like ballady piano and and sue just kind of like vocally riffing over it and then this fast like ripping thrash guitar riff comes in and the energy is just right back up there it's crazy the synth kind of comes in and mirrors that thrash guitar and it gives it a nice texture there's a wailing guitar solo for the intro that leads right into the end of the song and it's just it's beautiful just the amount of intensity it picks up and how quickly it goes from kind of the slow ballad piano to this like ripping guitar piece is, is great. Yeah. <clears throat> I definitely like the first solo because yeah. that first solo, it's like a dual synth and guitar solo where mm-hmm. they're like kind of backing each other up and it just, I don't know. It hits a part of my soul that I didn't know existed or it's needed the robot hitting. part. Yeah the robot part of my soul which is <laughs> probably all title. of it yeah the robot part of my soul. it's it's the robot rock that rocks my robot soul you go. daft punk there. reference go listen to daft go. punk people you like my references people out there <laughs> <laughs> i know other things exist i know things i know music that's why we're talking about it but yeah and then there's this like a uh, kind of dramatic monologue later in the in the song where the energy kind of changes this is also the longest song on the album mm-hmm. uh not by a terrible amount but it's one of like three longer songs i think on the album but uh, and then the piano ballad kind of comes back and then it goes right back into the the fun melodic guitar solos for the the ending of it uh lyrically kind of it's kind of on the title it's just a song about like bullying and how sometimes watching someone get bullied and not doing anything about it also kind of hurts them and She's kind of talking about how, like, I'll protect you. Like, we're gonna we're gonna go somewhere else. We're gonna move past this bullying, and and we're gonna we're gonna get through it. Which yeah, I, is another young teenage girl thing. Yeah, I definitely like just everything about this song because even at the start, where it's it's called in English like absolutely no bullying. Mm-hmm. Whenever whenever I say that as an English speaking person to an English speaking audience, if I was like if I say that, it sounds like I'm like absolutely no bullying. Like yeah, no no person who's like, but it just I like the intensity of them saying it. Yeah, because I don't know they made a whole fucking song about it, and it's just like. In no, like, they're just very clear in no circumstances <laughs> is bullying okay, and you need to fucking stop if you are a bully, and they will protect. Like, it's just so anti-bullying. It's very wholesome. Yeah, like, it's it's just without a hint of irony, and it's great. Yeah, and just like those Naruto kids that, that do it exactly. without a hint of irony, they're just, they're in it. You know what? You guys should bully me for being such an <laughs> asshole to those people. No, you shouldn't. Absolutely no bullying, Joey. That, that's true. Don't it's even not, bully It's not even cool to bully in retaliation. Or in pre-retaliation. Pre-retaliation. Because <laughs> I haven't bullied anybody, I don't think. Yeah, I'm sure you have. I've, I've definitely bullied people, for I've sure. Bull- I've never bullied anybody. That's, that's kind of... I also kind of maybe maybe this was projection or maybe this was me misreading or maybe it kind of got lost in translation. It seemed at some points she was talking as if she was the bully 
in the past mm-hmm. and so maybe part of it was also her like putting that behind her and saying okay like i know i fucked up getting it out there and saying okay what i did was wrong i know that let's move past it together kind of a thing because she says like goodbye to yesterday's myself which i mean could be the one that was hurt and she's like ready to put the hurt in the past but also maybe that she was like she was the one being being naughty man those bullies them bullies. but at least she learned if if that is the universe that she's going back to hell yeah because bullying no absolutely not not, absolutely. not happening <laughs> so one thing i we didn't bully today was the album because it's a good album right accurate and nice segue to nothing other <laughs> because... than the end of this episode ish the, the ending section of this episode because you said we needed to stop because we're way over time, right? Yeah, we're like we're like 15 minutes over. But Nobody's yeah. going to listen to this. <laughs> no, it's too long. It's Nobody's going to listen. As soon as we pass that 59-minute mark, people click away, man. <laughs> Nobody, People are okay with the first 59 minutes, but any longer, no, if, they're gone. If people say, see, in over an hour, they don't even click. That's true. That's the problem. I know I don't, unless it's something that I'm looking for. Unless it's something I actually want to listen to. Exactly. But yeah, <laughs> lyrically, this whole album's kind of a lot about like just young girl things that I don't exactly relate to. But there's also a lot of cool like themes to it. And again, bullying's bad. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> but I'll be damned if this like the performances on this album, the melodies, everything, it's just an overall super entertaining album for me. And this one, especially in the context of their discography, is very much like the fun album, I think, to me, if not like, if if I'm not going to say it's a good album kind of thing, it's, it's at the very least, it is an entertaining album, but I also really like it. Well, I also really like it, and I think it's entertaining, and that's awesome, and I'm glad I listened to it. Well, I'm glad that we'll be listening to something else next week. Well, week. you know what? You know what we're going to be listening to? I, I do. Oh, yeah, I told you. I forgot. <laughs> but, but so the album is called Jesu. 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 Is that how you pronounce it? Did you did you do more research on this album than I, I did? I did briefly okay. when, when you stepped away. <laughs> I was like, oh. I want to look into this. Well, it's called Jesu, apparently. And that is the name of both the artist and the album. Another self-titled back-to-back. Um, this one, I don't have too much experience with. Uh, I found it whenever I was listening to a lot of like Deaf Heaven and that type of music, and it was just there. That excites so I, me, because I'm a fan of Deaf Heaven. Yeah, I yeah. listened to it. And I also looked at their Wikipedia, which is why I know it's pronounced Yezu, but uh, Wikipedia's uh, genre descriptions were like shoegazing and, and electronic rock and, and, and stuff like that. I'm like, yes, I'm down. so now i'm excited for this album if it sucks i'm never gonna forgive you well it's fine because there's already like 50 (laughs) things that you're never forgiving me for anyways do you have a list running because i don't i've forgotten anything that i've not forgiven you for the top 49 spots are hella and the last one is two-man gentleman band (laughs) (laughs) it's just always on your mind the fact that i hated those albums you'll never forgive yourself i've forgiven you joey well that's good i've made some bad wrecks too uh have you though I have. Well, that's all, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Stay in our feedback loop. Bye.